I'd have to buy these things well under 200 to, for me to do my thing, because I got to put 20 into them and then put them back up for sale. If you're like me, when I first started wholesaling and flipping real estate 16 years ago, getting on the phone and talking to sellers is intimidating. On today's video, I want to help you overcome that fear and talk to sellers with confidence. But to help you, I'm going to take a different approach. Rather than show you the perfect call where everything goes smooth, I'm going to show you the opposite, a call that did not convert into a deal. Now get ready to watch a live call and watch me talk to an unmotivated seller coming up. This video is brought to you by 10K Club, a program that pays you $10,000 for finding ugly houses. Learn more at my10kcheck.com. If you're new here to this channel, I'm Jerry Norton with FlippingMastery.com, and this channel is all about ways to help you make money wholesaling and flipping real estate so you can live your dream life. Be sure to subscribe and turn on the bell notifications so you don't miss new videos. One of my favorite type of videos to do on my channel is what I call watch me videos. The feedback I get from you, my viewers, is that seeing me use real deals as case studies and seeing me on the phones live with sellers and agents makes wholesaling and flipping come to life. It's the difference between theory and application. Now, I hope this video inspires you as well. Before we cut to a live call with a very unmotivated seller, it's important you realize and fully grasp the reality that cold calling seller leads is extremely effective and extremely rejective. Remember, only about 5% of all sellers in any given marketplace are motivated to sell. A motivated seller is someone ready and willing to sell their property at a discount. They will gladly trade equity in the form of selling you the property below market value in exchange for being relieved of the stress and burden the property is causing them. Now, if you think you can pick up the phone and start calling seller leads and think that you're not going to face extreme rejection in the form of unmotivated sellers, you're gravely mistaken. Now, I tell all new wholesalers to mentally plan on a 100 to 1 offer to deal ratio. That means it's going to take a 100 conversations with sellers to convert one lead into a contract with a seller that you can wholesale or flip. Now, the reality is most people don't have the stomach to do that many calls and get 99 no's in pursuit of one yes. Now, I've seen it a thousand times. They start out fired up and excited, and then by the time they get to the rejection number 56, they're so discouraged that they give up. The underlying reason it's so hard is because most people take rejection personally. They think the seller rejecting their offer is a reflection on their character, their intentions, and their value and self-worth. Ultimately, rejection is translated into, I'm not good enough, which pretty much 100% of the time results in, I'm not good at this, this doesn't work, I'm wasting my time, and I'm never going to get a deal. Once you arrive at that place, you either abandon cold calling altogether and abandon making offers, or you'll do it so poorly and bring such negative energy that you'll never get a deal because after all, your brain has to prove you're right, doesn't it? So how can you turn this around and approach calling sellers and making offers with a winning attitude, high energy, and confidence? Let me share with you four practical tips, and then you'll see me model this with a live action call. Tip number one is to have self-awareness. Now, most people I coach and mentor are oblivious to the fact that they are experiencing negative energy from rejection. Now, trust me when I tell you that frustration, it comes out, and that negative energy will suck the life out of the business. When it comes to talking to sellers and making offers, do you feel excited and motivated or anxious and stressed? 
Do you feel high energy or low energy? Do you approach it like treasure hunting where there is a thrill in the chase or like searching for landmines in an empty field by walking around randomly, hoping you don't get blown up? Like Obi-Wan Kenobi admonished Luke Skywalker, search your feelings, be real. You can't fix what you don't know is broken. If you're struggling with having the right attitude and energy, then tip number two is to look forward to the yes. If it takes 99 no's to get to a yes, how quickly can I get through the no's so that I can get to the yes? Here's what I do. When I hang up the phone, I say, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm that much closer to a yes. This one paradigm shift alone gives you permission to receive no's from sellers. It sets up realistic expectations and it gives a positive association with rejection. Now, tip number three is don't mirror a seller's negativity. Just because the seller is offended at your low offer doesn't mean you need to be. Don't argue with a seller. That is only reflecting their negative energy. You'll see this more clearly in the call I did in a minute, but you know that your offer is low going in, so it's okay. Have confidence in your formula and in the business model, which is to get contracts on distressed properties at a discount. That's the model. Own it. Love it. It's how we help real distress-motivated sellers, and it's how we find good deals, and it's how we bring good deals to cash buyers if we're wholesaling, and it's how we improve neighborhoods if we're fixing and flipping. It's what we do. Now, I once had a seller say to me, I'm offended at your low offer. Now, clearly, they weren't motivated. And just to have a little fun, I responded by saying, well, I'm offended by your high asking price. Now, I wasn't offended, but I wanted to point out how ridiculous it was to be offended. I was like, you're offended, I'm offended, everybody's offended. Can we just talk about what works for you and what works for me? And if we can agree on a number, we move forward. And if we can't, we move on. I mean, do we really need to make it all emotional? Now, the reality is when a seller rejects my offer, my attitude is, hey, I get it. You wanna hold out for a higher price. Nothing wrong with that. I hope you get every penny and more. If you're willing to hold out and get a higher price, go for it. But if you're ready to sell your property as is for all cash and close quickly, I'm your guy. Then move on. Next call, next offer, let's go. Now tip number four is to adapt the belief that there is always another lead. There is always another deal. In fact, the declaration I live by is there is a home run deal right around the corner waiting for me. Now this is an abundant mindset. The worst thing you can do is bring a scarcity mindset to your real estate business. Scarcity is a belief that I better make this deal work because there are only a limited number of deals to go around, and if I don't convince the seller on this lead, I may not get another chance. I don't even try and convince a seller to sell me their house. Your job when talking to sellers and making offers is to find already existing motivated sellers, not convert unmotivated sellers into motivated sellers. Find out if they're motivated by making an offer. If they are, great, sign a contract. If they aren't, move on, talk to another seller and make another offer. So with these four tips in mind, let's cut to a live call. And to put a little context to the call, this was a Zillow for sale by owner lead that I cold called. Now, by the way, I love going after Zillow for sale by owner leads because they're free. And I even did an advanced training video that's like 40 minutes long where I break down an eight-step process to crush it with Zillow by owner leads. Now, I recommend you watch that video. I'll put the link in the description below and you can watch it later. So on this lead I called, in the listing notes, it said it was occupied with a tenant, and he also wrote that he was selling two other properties as well. So it's a buy and hold investor selling off his rentals. 
Now, this is something I'm seeing happening a lot right now. At the time of this recording, we're in the middle of COVID and a lot of investors are selling their rentals. Now, I even did a video all about this and how to market to tired landlords. Now, I'll put that video in the description below and you can watch it later as well. So my intent with calling this investor who posted his property for sale on Zillow by owner was to go after all three properties. So let's cut to the call and you'll see right off the bat, he's not motivated. So I'm a cash buyer investor, mostly do flipping. So I was just interested in talking with you about your package here, if you're interested in an offer on all three of these. I am, I would be, but you know, to, I mean, I'll cut to the chase. I'm not looking to just drop my pants on this stuff. And, and uh -huh. don't, so if, if you're like super low ball, I've had so many guys text me, you know, that, that go to these seminars for like 185 grand. And it's just like, I'm, I'm not, I don't even care. If you have any interest, I'm, I'm open to offer, yeah. but I'm not going to even consider lowball offers that are nuts. Okay. So I think we can all agree that he's not motivated and he came across pretty confident and pretty sure of himself. So next, I wanted to see if I could draw out more information that may help me understand this seller's reason for selling. Now, I want to understand where he's coming from. Take a listen. And why are you selling if they're doing so good with tenant with good tenants? Well, you know, I mean, I'm going, there's, there's several reasons, but I've bought uh, a couple, couple commercial office buildings. I own a retail up the street on 36 and Thomas across from Home Depot. I'm just not focused on residential. Yeah. Which is the reason why I haven't, you know, dropped. And it's like, I'm making three grand a month. What do I, I don't care. You're in no hurry. Yeah. Yeah. I love asking the question, why are you selling? Or sometimes I'll ask, tell me what's going on with the property. Now, these are great questions to draw out why the seller is selling. In this case, it sounds like he's moving on to commercial real estate and his heart isn't in residential and he's not in a hurry since the tenants are paying and he's cash flowing. In other words, he's willing to be patient and hold out. Now, I wouldn't have known that if I didn't ask questions. So next, I'm gonna challenge his asking price by using logic. Take a listen. Why hasn't it sold? You've been, you've been listed for 137 days. What do you, what do you think well, it's? I had five houses on two blocks. I sold two of them. The, the last three, they're a little bit more interesting, I think. Um, I think there's more potential here. They all need work. Two of them are smaller homes. Yeah, two bedroom. Uh, yeah, they're two bedroom, one bath. So. so my first line of reasoning was to challenge his days on market. Now my thought was, if you're so confident, why haven't your property sold? I mean, he's been on the market 137 days, and this is a two-bedroom, one-bath property. Now, later I'll uncover his real number, so keep watching, but looking at his price history, he started out at 242000 and over the course of four months, he went pending two different times and has dropped the price about 13000 And when I asked him why they haven't sold, he droned on for like five minutes about how much potential they have, which I won't make you watch and listen to. But next... Watch as I establish market value with him. Well, when I look at like in that neighborhood and I'm talking on the west side of 36 because stuff definitely is different on the east side, right? Yeah, you, just can't go, you just can't go past 36. No, I mean, it's clearly night and day <laughs> on your comps. There's one nicer home down a couple blocks from you on whatever this is, Sheridan. That's a two bedroom, one bath, 850 square feet, sold for 235. It's like a full reno, you know, like it's nice. Yeah, I mean, and I guess, you know, what, what's a reno cost? Yeah, I would say on something around this, uh, this size, 2025. I mean, they did a full appliance, full new cabinets, tile, and that's not yeah, doing yeah. like roof and windows, but yeah, 20 for sure. Yeah. 
if you're just doing interior cosmetic, 20. But, you know, like, I guess it just depends on what you're holding out for because you're listed at 229 and it needs a reno if it's going to be a flip. If it... So a common technique I use with sellers is to use comps to either justify my offer or in this case, challenge the asking price. Now, I pointed out to him a similar comp right by his house that was fully renovated, just sold for $235,000, and he's asking $229,000 for his. It needs work. He's been on the market for 137 days. He's clearly overpriced. But rather than tell him that, which may be offensive, I prefer to show proof in the form of comps. So now that I wrote it at his asking price by pointing out his days on market and that there's a renovated comp that just sold, my next strategy is to see if I can draw out of him his real number. Now, this is the price he will actually take. I call this finding the bottom. Take a listen. So you're, so you're feeling like if you're just patient, you'll get, you'll get something decent. I mean, are you feeling like you'll get anywhere near the 220, 220, 230 on this? I think I think two fifteen to a buy and holder or to, not a flipper. They're great little properties, but at the same time, if I could sell them, I mean, I'll, I'll cut to the chase. If I could sell these three for six hundred grand cash, I, you know, I'll, I'll dump the money into TIs at my office buildings. Yeah, and anything less than that, it's just like well, why why sell? Because I'm making three grand. So I asked him, do you think you'll get anywhere near your asking price of two hundred and twenty nine thousand? And he came back with. 215,000 and I immediately told him not with a flipper and then he said okay I'll cut to the chase I would take 600,000 for all three which is 200,000 per property so I believe I found his bottom which is 200,000 but just to be sure I'm going to make one last ditch effort to see if he'd go any lower by telling him I'd have to buy below 200,000 take a listen I'd have to buy these things well under 200 to, for me to do my thing, because I got to put 20 into them and then put them back up for sale. I mean, I guess if you do, you know, lipstick on a pig. I'm just looking at this comp three streets down. It's yeah. your, it's this house. It's, it's, yeah. and it was a full reno, right? New cabinets, you know, everything, appliances included, and it got 235, recent sale. Right. So, you know, I would have to buy, put 20 into this, and if I were to just go off of the comp, yeah, no, trust me, I, I get it. Yeah. And I understand it and I don't care. And I'm making three grand on my you know, on on my money. Yeah. Very good. Okay, well it was great talking with you. Good luck with these things. You too. All Thanks. right, bye. So I brought it all back full circle by pointing out again the numbers and why I would need to be well under 200000 for this deal to work. And he basically said, I get it, I don't care, I'm cash flowing, and I'm not motivated to sell at a discount. So at this point, it's time to move on. Don't sweat it. There's another deal waiting for me right around the corner. Now, I hope seeing me on the phone gives you some ideas and some techniques for how to maintain exposure, be a good listener, use logic to justify your offer, and ways to uncover the seller's bottom price. And my promise to you is if you practice and you do this enough times, the odds are in your favor. It's a numbers game, and you're going to get a good deal that you can wholesale and flip. And to really help you feel comfortable and confident on the phone, you know, talking to sellers and making offers, I'll give you my proven seller scripts. These can really help you know what to say in all kinds of different situations. And I'll give this to you for free. Just go to freesellerscripts.com. All I ask in return is you leave a comment and say, thank you, Jerry. You are a flipping genius. And be sure to watch this next video where I show you a call that went right where I got the seller to accept my offer. Now you get to see this happen live. So you want to watch that video right now. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to my channel. This is the fastest growing channel on YouTube for all things wholesaling and flipping. And I'll see you on the next video.